And welcome back to North Kansas City, home of the Winnetonka Griffins for the last time in history. They'll be moving to their new stadium next year. That's got to be exciting, having a new stadium built at your high school. Very convenient. And Not having to go and travel to right. play road yeah. games. Yeah, it's the way you like it. So, got an update uh, from one of the games that we're watching closely. Probably not the world's greatest update for Kearney Bulldogs fan. As Smithville has taken a 35 to nothing lead over Lafayette in the third quarter. Smithville would, of course, be the game that the winner of this game goes to. They're the number one seed here in District 8, Jim, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't think I am, although I often am. So as we go into this uh, third quarter, as we've talked about before, the Kearney Bulldogs will start with the ball. We're about two and a half minutes away from the third quarter starting. Mike, what does the defense have to do to stop Montre Moore? Well, again, I think it's just it, assignment sound, and that means you just can't go. You, the temptation is to go speeding after these guys like Moore, like Satterwhite. I mean, and Julian Rogers, Joe Thomas, all of these guys are, are, have all kinds of speed. If you just start running straight at them, they're going to blow by you. And I'm saying you've got to concentrate on the fundamentals of tackling, break down, keep your eye on that belly button because they can't fake you out as easily. I learned that in my coaching back in years, years, years ago. But all of that to say, you have got to stop those guys with more than one tackler. And uh, there's so many weapons that's, I, I admit, much easier said than done. But we saw a lot of that kind of play down here uh, toward the end of the second quarter. And uh, I'm not worried about this offense. For whatever reason, the Carney Bulldog offense just looks uh, to be a well-oiled machine here uh, as of uh, you know late in the second quarter uh, when it really mattered. And it, right now, frankly, it, it really matters with the score 26 to 14. Uh, and the Bulldogs trailing, you've got to get another touchdown on the board. It's going to uh, uh, help them an awful lot. It sounds like the obvious, but uh, you get a touchdown up on the board here in this first uh, series in the second half. Yeah, in the second half. And uh, it does a lot to, to push the, uh, the, the will to, to play, to win, because you see you've come back against a very good team. Coming back against a team like this is not easy because you get the momentum of a guy like Montre Moore, and he's proven it down here in a couple, couple of times when he had those breakaway runs. Uh, you, you, he'll, he'll demoralize you. And uh, you can't let that happen. you got to get yourself back with a winning attitude. And the best, best way to do that is to come back with a touchdown here in this first possession in the second half. And before we get started, I want to remind you there are few home center chains with the outstanding track record and reputation that Porter's Building Centers enjoy. They buy competitively. They have extensive inventories and believe in a good old-fashioned commitment to excellence. Porters is located at 700 East 92 Highway in Kearney. They're now also open in Smithville. Porters, we're here to help. Don't forget that each dollar you spend at independent businesses returns three times more money to our local economy than one spent at a chain. A benefit we can all bank on, shop local, shop Kearney. This message is sponsored by the Kearney Chamber of Commerce. And we love the Kearney Chamber. We are set to get started here in the third quarter. 
win and advance, lose and go home, 26 to 14. Your Carney Bulldogs trail, but they will get the kickoff to start the third quarter. Back to receive once again, as usual, Joe Marshall stands at the five yard line. They'll probably try to kick it away from him. And here comes Hinkle with the kick, and it's a high but very short kick. They were going and the for ball's the up in the air, and it rolls out of bounds. That was very dangerous. They were trying for the onside kick, Jim. They know how with the momentum that the Kearney Bulldogs had going into the half. They did not want to turn that ball over to the Bulldogs. That's a risky way to do it. I don't know, uh, coaching-wise, this is where I was saying earlier, you pull these kind of plays out of your playbook, but right now, look what it's done to them. The Kearney Bulldogs have the ball virtually here. They're, they're th threatening midfield. But the danger was when the ball was touched by Kearney, it became a live ball, yes. and they didn't come up with it cleanly. And fortunately for Carney, it went out of bounds it, it, before exactly anybody right. could get a hold of it. Yeah. So it's going to be starting. Carney Bulldogs will start at the 42-yard line. Good field position to start, as Mike indicated. Acosta looks like he's going to start at the quarterback position. He's got Frakes split to the far side. Acosta takes it. He's going to keep it himself. He's going to look for some running room. He's going to go off to the right just a little bit. He'll pick up three yards on first down. He'll move the ball to the 45-yard line, and it'll be second and seven. Acosta looked like he hesitated there for a minute. I don't think that play was meant to be Acosta keeper off tackle. It just looked to me like he started out a little bit slow because I think he was expecting somebody to do something else, and it didn't happen. I've noticed him do that twice. I'm not sure if he's waiting for the, the blocking to develop in front of him or know. the play that they've designed isn't there, and be. they could have an option. We don't know. On the near side is Frakes. Acosta is still the quarterback. This time he's going to roll and keep it to the left. He's got some running room down the side line. He pushes a few guys out of his way. It's a nice he's going to be down. brought down. Yeah, nice job crosses yeah. midfield. He's going to be brought down at the 47-yard line, but that's enough for a Kearney Bulldog first down. Sure was. Beautiful job over here on the left-hand side. Again, the, uh, that offensive line doing their job, and they're finding something in there. Uh, on that defense that they that they know they can move the ball on. We're moving the ball well. We, we saw a couple of really good runs uh, by Caden Borchert. Of course, we've seen Luke Nolan carrying the ball, Ian Acosta, all of these guys, hands on the ball, doing a nice job. Acosta this time is going to hand off. That's Borchert. Borchert has only had the ball one or two times today. He's going to plow up the middle. Sure He's going to pick up about three yards on first down. Yeah, that was one of those power runs right up the middle. And... Uh, He's the guy to do it. Borchard, uh, you know, we've seen him have a couple of really magnificent 100-yard-plus uh, games, and it's nice to see him back in there. It's nice that we've got the guys. In fact, he's in there right now with K.J. Smith. That's a lethal combination of running backs and Ian Acosta, three-back set. That's going to be K.J. in motion. Another handoff up the middle to Borchard. Borchard's going to try to pile his way forward. And he's going to move forward to about the 41-yard line. That's another pickup of three, but it's going to bring up about a third, and we'll call it five. Ball's going to rest at the 41-yard line. Now Minert is back into the ball game. Portrait goes out. 9.52 left to go in this third quarter. Carney Bulldogs facing a third and five. Well, talk has got, uh, of course, they're just waiting for to see what the, how we're going to line up on offense, but they've got everybody pulled up right 
right out front. Here we go wide, uh, three, three wide to the right. Play clock is at double zero. I don't know if they're keeping it on the field or what. Miner takes the snap. He's going to keep it himself, but he's immediately going to be brought down. Yeah. And that's number 62, Ethan Welch. He was in the backfield before the play even got started, and that's going to bring up fourth down. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. It looked like they had intended it to be a misdirection play, but uh, Winnetonka didn't fall for it. We did the same thing. We lined up on the strong side, and they didn't fall for it. Ball clearly too far back for a field goal. It rests at the 42-yard line. That would be nearly a 60-yard attempt. So that'll bring up fourth down. Call it fourth and five. Minert rolls to his right. He's got a receiver he's looking for, looks downfield and overthrows. Oh. He was in looking for Zach Grace, but he overthrew him. Acosta was on that side of the field as well. Uh, Grace I, I, probably had a step on his defender, but the ball was overthrown. Uh, I think he did, and, it, and it's, it's, it's disappointing because the offensive line did a beautiful job of getting out in front of the quarterback and providing the protection that was needed for him to roll over there to the right side of the field. And, uh, and, and really, we didn't have anybody wide open, but uh, my goodness, uh, that... That had uh, all the makings of a brilliant play. So that gives the Winnetonka Griffins the ball. They have the ball at the 42-yard line. 8.40 left to go in the third quarter. Satterwhite in the shotgun. He's going to hand off to Moore. Moore, that's what nice job. About. Well, he was originally stopped. Yeah, but you see, that's number 31, Jim. Trenton Vaughn got his hands around Moore's waist and spun him around, uh, but Moore broke free just for a moment. But that slowed him down enough. Trenton Moore getting in there slowed him down enough that the other guys were coming in to make that gang tackle. That's the way you have to stop him. Nice job, though. The ball moves it to the 45-yard line. It's going to be second, and we'll call it second and eight. Now the Griffins are going to have two receivers split to the far side. Nobody on the near side. Satterwhite's got Moore lined up behind him. Satterwhite's changing the play at the line. Now he moves back. Still in the shotgun formation. Low snap. Looks to his left. Looking to throw way downfield. And that ball is knocked down by Joe Marshall. Joe Marshall. And Joe Marshall could have intercepted oh, it. And Center White did exactly oh. what we've talked about all night. He gave too much air, yes, he and he gave Marshall a chance to cut and in front. I'm telling you, but number 11 was down there, Jason Essex. And great job by Joe Marshall, as he's done all night long. And Joe Marshall's going to have dreams about that one because that football hit him right in the hands. Oh, nice job, though. I like, I like what I'm seeing on the defense. You go step for step with a guy like Essex, you're doing something. Essex actually, I think, had to slow down. Satterwhite may have underthrown his receiver. Yeah. Ball still rests at the 45-yard line, but it's going to be third and eight. Big opportunity for this Carney Bulldog defense. They've got Julian Rogers split out to the far side. Satterwhite in the shotgun. And before we get started, there is a penalty. Let's check the call. It could be a delay of game, but the problem is... The play clock is not working. The offense oh. is at a bit of a, a disadvantage because they have no way to know what the play clock is. Yeah. That moves the 
and we're getting information okay. on the play clock. I think Mike's going to have it in just a second. They were, they were, yeah, they were asking for zeros on the play clock, and uh, it never got reset, apparently. So now the ball rests at the 40-yard line. It's going to be third and 13. Satterwhite looking to the sideline. And he takes the snap, drops back to pass. He's under immediate pressure, and the ball is dropped by Moore. The ball is loose. They're going to say it's incomplete. And uh, Moore had it, and then he bobbled it, but I don't think he ever had true control no, of no, it. No, he, he never did, Jim. That ball was coming this way. And uh, a credit to Carney Bulldog defense, and unfortunately I missed the player that was in the backfield, but he put all kinds of pressure on Satterwhite. Satterwhite was just trying to make a move to get away from the defender and get rid of the football, and... Uh, Moore wasn't ready for it. Well, that is going to bring up the first punt of the night for the Winnetonka Griffins. Jason, or I'm sorry, John L. Essex will be in to kick. And Joe Marshall stands at the 30-yard line. And it's a bad snap, and they try to kick it. It's a dribbler, and it's going to roll down to about the 40-yard line, 35-yard line. Favorable roll down to the 33 three-yard line where it finally stops. But the snap was horrible. It was dropped by Essex. He tried to kick it, and he got really lucky. The Carney Bulldogs did a great job staying Getting away, away from, from it. it. You bet. I saw that. You could tell all the guys knew what they were doing, well coached, and good job on the special team's effort just to get away from that football that's just rolling around the field waiting to hit you on the heel. And if that happens, it's anybody's football. I will say there have been some very fortunate plays oh, go the Griffins' yes, way I've with balls. Remember the ball that stopped right at the <laughs> yes. uh, before it rolled out of bounds. That very easily could have been blocked, right. picked up, or run back for a touchdown. But either way, Minert is in the shotgun. He's got two receivers. Now Acosta's in motion. He's going to fake that and then hand off. That's going to be, looks like it's going to be KJ. KJ Smith is going to pick up maybe two yards. He'll move forward to the 35-yard line. It'll be second and eight. 7-14 left to go in this third quarter. Your Bulldogs trail 26-14. to 14. Well, the clock's running, obviously, and you want to get some points on the board, Jim. The sooner the better. Minert stands in the shotgun. Now he's got a cost in motion, fakes the handoff, now drops back to pass. He's looking for Zach Grace down the far side, overthrown. Uh, he was defended by is it number Julian nine? Esslinger. Yeah, uh, Esslinger is uh, a really quick defender. He's a speedy guy. You can tell he's a track guy. And uh, he had really tight, close coverage that in, I think in the history of high school football that, that I've seen, they're letting these guys play a lot tighter because I have seen that, that kind of a play, that kind of close play where maybe you put a little bit of hand on the guy's shoulder or just sort of, just barely, barely put your fingertips on it. I used to see a flag come out immediately. They, they were letting these guys play this game, and uh, good for them because uh, there's, there's a lot of athletes out there, and uh, let, them, let them play the football game. That's going to bring up a third and eight. Miner takes the snap, drops back, looking to his right. Now he's going to run to his right, still looking for a receiver. Throws across the yep. field. He was intended for Frakes. Frakes was knocked down by number 11, Essex, and there is no flag, but a lot of complaining on that Carney Bulldog sideline looking for a flag. Zach Grace was wide open, Jim, down the middle, but I think, unfortunately, I saw that 
uh, Minard had ran had run so far over there to the right hand side he would have been thrown clear across his body to the middle of the field but uh, nice to see that we've got our tight end wide open on a play like that that would have been a Mahomes maneuver that's Rogers. what I was thinking <laughs> yep Rogers is going to be back to receive the punt from the Bulldogs Acosta will be your punter as the Bulldogs are facing fourth and eight with 641 left to go in this third quarter And there's the snap and the punt. A nice punt off to the right side by Acosta. It's going to take a favorable bounce, a really nice bounce for the Bulldogs. They finally get a bounce to go their way. As the ball's going to roll all the way down to the 21-yard line, and that's where the Winnetonka Griffins will take over with 6.24 left to go in the third quarter. They have the lead, 26-14. You're listening to the Bulldog Radio Network. Accounting and Tax provides our clients with quality accounting, tax preparation, payroll, and business creation services. Small town friendliness, big town expertise. We make it our business to know your business inside and out. You can trust Scott Accounting and Tax to get your taxes done quickly, correctly, and on time. Appointments now accepted by calling 816-352-3320. That's Scott Accounting and Tax at 816-352-3320. As we return to live action, there's a handoff up the middle to Moore. Moore's going to pick up about a yard and a half, maybe two yards. Call it second and eight. And the Kearney Bulldogs did a good job of stopping Moore. He's been a problem all night long. 6.01, the clock continues to run here in the third quarter. We're in round two of district play. Winner advances, and with the last we've seen, will most likely play Smithville in Smithville. Satterwhite takes the snap. He's going to keep it himself. Looks for running room up the middle. He's going to gain a few yards, but he's brought down by Trenton Vaughn. Nice job of cutting back uh, on, on by uh, the quarterback there, Satterwhite. Uh, but again, I think what I saw, Jim, is four, five maybe defenders of the Kearney Bulldogs that were in there making that tackle. And that's the kind of thing we were talking about. you got to keep these guys from breaking loose on those long ones. If they do, they're gone. Another big down, uh, big third down play for your Kearney Bulldogs. It's going to be third and a long three. The ball rests at the 27-yard line. They need to come up with a stop here and get the ball back so they can do something offensively. Satterwhite's going to keep the ball. He's going to try to plow his way forward. I don't think he's going to make it, and he's not. He's going to be marked down about a yard short. They're going to mark him down at the 30-yard line. Let me tell you who made that play happen. Trenton Vaughn, number 31, the senior, and did a nice job as a linebacker from his position, came right into the middle of that line and put the initial hit on the ball carrier. In the meantime, the rest of the Kearney Bulldog did what? They swarmed to make the tackle. That's what we were talking about. That's what we need, and it's fourth down. I'm a little surprised by this. I thought the Griffins might go for it, but they instead are going to punt. They're going to bring in John L. Essex to kick. And as usual, Joe Marshall will stand back deep. Marshall stands at the 40-yard line. Watch you for do have fake. to watch for the fake. Yep. yep. Or a hard snap count. Watch the ball and do not jump off on this fourth and one. 
And yep. before we That's get started, yep. there's a penalty flag. And I think somebody moved on. And oh. it's going to be a delay of game. Oh, my goodness. So that makes a huge difference. Yes, it does. Now, in the Griffin's defense, there, the play clock, as uh, we talked about earlier, is not functioning properly. So they wanted it at zero. So the players don't really have the clock to refer to to know how much time they have. So you actually have to move a little quicker because you don't have the advantage of knowing when you're getting down under five and that sort of thing. But that leaves Marshall. He's going to He's up to the – he's going to call for a fair catch, and he brings the ball in oh, at the 45-yard line. Done. That was very dangerous, but well, it worked out. But he – Joe Marshall came in, Jim. You saw that. He kicked – the ball was kicked just arching way up into the air. And, I mean, that ball went straight up. And Marshall came in right underneath it. Everybody's just sort of standing around it and came in and made the catch. And now we've got the ball on the 41-yard line. Well, that's actually the 40. Yep, that is the 41. I, I saw I, what you did there. I saw what you did there. You made me You made me second-guess myself. Well, I second-guessed it for a second when I looked yeah, up, too. See, it happens to the best of us. 3.53 left to go in this third quarter. It is imperative sound like Lynn Dawson. It's all right. It's, yeah. But the Bulldogs need to score here. Yep. They need to make something happen. 26-14, yep. Minard under center. He takes the snap, fakes the handoff. Now he's looking to throw, drops back, looking deep. Downfield, he's got Acosta in the oh end zone. Touchdown. Gosh. Beautiful pass. A beautiful 41-yard pass. Minard to Acosta for a touchdown. Let me tell you, the timing on that was impeccable, Jim, but I got to tell you what made that happen is Acosta turned on the Jets when he got to the, about the two-yard line, and by the time he got into the end zone, that ball was right there, and I mean, Acosta here, ball right there, and beautiful, beautiful throw by Minard. Great play. That's, that's how it's done right there, especially after a nice special teams play like that, putting us in the... Uh, Breedlove in for the extra point, and as usual, it is up. It is good, and with 3.44 left to go in the third quarter, hang on just a second. We have a penalty flag down right at the line of scrimmage. Let's see what this is. It's against, it looks against like Winnetonka. it's going to be against yep. Winnetonka. The Kearney Bulldogs are leaving the field. Clapping their hands, too, and a, and a big, big high-five from the coach, too. That might be something affecting on the kickoff. We'll check the penalty here and see what they're going to do. And we're waiting for the official call. The flag it right at the line of scrimmage, about the five-yard line. And we, we may never know the answer to this one. As they're putting the flag away. Well, and here comes the signal. It's a personal foul against Winnetonka. That is going to be a little bit costly. They're going to assess it on the kickoff. We're going to step away quickly, but we have a ball game here. Yes, we do. And at 3.44 left to go in this third quarter, the Griffins 26, the Bulldogs 21. You're listening to the Bulldog Radio Network. I'm Sean Barber, owner of Stables Local Kitchen and Patio in Kearney. Stables is a Kearney thing. We love to be the place where people get together. Stables features a full menu with a scratch kitchen, offering lunch and dinner options, as well as a weekend breakfast starting at 8 a.m. on Saturday and Sundays. Stables has been a proud member of the Kearney community for almost 20 years. You can check us out online at stables816.com, and Stables is part of the True 816 family. Eat, drink, local. 102.7 KPGZ Kearney, Missouri. Small town, big sound.
And welcome back to Kearney, Missouri, folks. We have a ball game, 26-21. Your Kearney Bulldogs have come back and pulled within five. The penalty is going to be assessed. It actually is not going to help the Bulldogs, but they're going to try a little squib kick, and they're going to try an onside kick. The ball is loose. Bulldogs say they have it. We're waiting for the signal. It was a squib kick, and they do. Bulldogs have the ball. Bulldogs recover on an oh, onside kick. That's the, the kind of penalty play. put the ball in a place. Breedlove can kick it through the end zone no matter what. Moving the ball forward, they took advantage, and they dove on that ball, and now it looks like they're going to have it at the 27-yard oh, line. That's one of those plays that comes out of the playbook, and, and it was opportune. You're right, because that ball, because of the penalty, was moved way up. And it was just a, a little bit of a pooch-type kick that, I mean, uh, gave us all the opportunity in the world with our hands guys up front to come down with that football deep, deep in Winnetonka territory, first down. If you believe in momentum, the Bulldogs have it. Miner in the shotgun. He rolled. That's going to be Acosta, actually. He's going to roll to his left. He slips past one tackle. He has running room down the left side. Gets to the sideline. He's going to be brought down. He'll still be inbounds, but he'll be brought down at the 20, call it the 23-yard line, a pickup of six on first down. That was a nice six-yard run, and, I mean, it was a, a sweep over here to the near side, and Acosta stopped and looked like he was going to turn, turn back and go against the grain, head the other direction, but he kept going, and it was just enough time to put a couple of those linebackers on their heels, and it was actually a pretty darn good run. I'll take that six-yard run every time. Frakes is going to split out to the far side. Acosta is going to be staying in a quarterback. He takes the snap, a quick toss to K.J. Smith. K.J. Smith up the middle with good speed. He's going to pick up about uh, five yards, but that's going to be enough for a Bulldog first down. I don't know if you see it or not, Jim, but this, this Kearney Bulldog offense is running on all cylinders. They are absolutely killing it right now. And just everybody's doing their job, and they look crisp. It reminds me of that first game we saw against Fort Osage. You remember that? And this this team came out of summer practices just looking great. This is what they look like right now. Ball was marked down at the 18-yard line, 243. Acosta hands off. This is Borchert this time up the middle. He's going to push forward, and he's going to pick up about five yards. And this running game is clicking, and the Bulldog offense looks like they found the secret sauce. Well, they sure did. Somebody's doing something right up front, too. So hand it to these guys, the offensive line that's doing exactly what needs to be done. You run that football six yards a carry, and, mister, you're going to score touchdowns all night long. And they're, they're asking for the play. Hurry up, get the play in, and here we go. we got a couple of good running back in, backs in there. I see Borchert and K.J. Smith. Got to remember the play clock is not functioning. It's a double zero, so they have to hurry up just a little bit. Acosta hand off to Borchert. Borchert once again up the middle. He's going to push forward. It looks like they're going to mark him down at about the six-yard line, and that's going to be enough for another Bulldog first down. This is how a, a team that comes out that's well-coached, that knows they're good enough, they might have be a little bit behind at halftime, but they come out and play like a winner, and all of a sudden you can feel the momentum shift, and you can tell. You can tell by the posture of the Winnetonka Griffin defense. They are, they're surprised. I think they're a little shocked to see how strong this Carney Bulldog offense has been over the course of these last several minutes. Bulldogs come to the line, 135 left to go in the third quarter. Acosta tries the hard snap count. It does not work. He looks in for the play. Now he's in the shotgun, takes the snap, handoff. That's Borchard. Borchard up the middle. Three, touchdown. 
Yes. Orchard runs right up the middle. And, I and your Carney Bulldogs have taken the lead with 118 left to go in the third quarter. Yes, I see. I can even see a couple of these guys pushing each other, a little bit of shoving going on amongst themselves, the Winnetonka Griffins. You don't want to see that. Uh, he's kind of a little bit of a finger pointing thing going on there. You don't want to see that. Uh, but because what happened there is the Carney Bulldogs just absolutely pushed that ball. I mean, there was no way they were going to be stopped. And I, all I saw, I saw a couple of guys laying down on the defense. And I mean, literally laying down on the field. The guys up front are just doing a terrific job here, Jim. 27 to 26. Your Carney Bulldogs now have the lead. It looks like they're going to go for two so that they would have a three-point lead because the one point at this would make no business. And Acosta's going to keep it, and he's going to force his way in, and it looks like the two-point conversion is going to be good. Now they're saying no good. Mm. Well, it looked like it it looked from, here. from here like he made it, it sure but the, the side judge, was, side judge yeah. went in and said no. He was right there, but, boy, it looked every bit like, oh, well, nice effort, a good good play call. That you always say, well, why'd you do that? You should have taken the points. Well, just think, if he'd have made it, you would have said he was a genius. Well, but if you look at it this way, 27 to 26, 28 to 6, 26 really doesn't get you anywhere. 29, 26 puts you in a three-point margin, field goal for them, and I'm saying there is going to be more than a field goal before this game's over. But I like what you're saying, though, Jim, is that we are in the lead. Tell that, the folks, what's the score, Jim? I'm well, curious. It is 27 to 26. Your Carney Bulldogs oh. have the lead for the first time yes. tonight with yes. 118 left to go in the third quarter. My goodness. This is, uh, again, one of those tales of two halves. I mean, so far, so good. This Carney Bulldog, defense and offense has come out in the second half and put some points on the board, and now they have the lead. Now remember, Mike, the last time these two teams met, it was reversed. Right. The Carney Bulldogs came out strong, and there's a Breedlove kick, and once again, all the way through the Man, end zone. He's got a leg. That is impressive. Mercy. And sure there's is. a late hit. Uh-oh. And they're going to let it go, but uh, looked like one of the Griffins took a late hit on a Carney Bulldog player. Coaches are not amused. No flags on the field, and the Griffins will take over first down at the 20-yard line. Breedlove kicked the ball completely through the end zone there, you know, which is something that you it, normally it, it only is. see at the college and definitely the professional exactly. level. And, and there he is out there, and he's playing. looks like he's playing the Mike linebacker position for us. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's just an all-around athlete. You know, they got him over there on the right side and on the weak side. Satterwhite brings his team to the line for the first time without having the lead. He's going to roll to his right, and that's going to be, looks like he's going to complete the pass to Julian Rogers on the near side. You know, you want a tough player on your team, you want Joe Marshall, number 13. That's who you want playing cornerback for you because I don't care how big the runner is that's coming at him. He's in there, and he's going to come and put his head in this game and just knock the guy down. Beautiful job making that stop. Joe Marshall, the sophomore, with a lot of speed, and uh, he's going to be around a couple years, and we like that. It was an 11-yard pickup, good enough for a first down for the Griffins. Ball rests at the 31-yard line, 112 left to go in the third quarter. Satterwhite this time is going to keep the ball to himself as he runs to the left 
He's got some open running room, and he's going to be gang tackled at about the 40, well, call it the 37-yard line. Nice job again, and that was number 21, Luke Nolan, that strung that play out. He had the speed to stop Satterwhite over there on the far side. He was not able to make his cut and head upfield. So really, Sorry, Mike. Satterwhite was able to pick up about six yards on first down, and it's going to bring up a second and four. Carney Bulldog defense doing their part in this, Jim. We're under 35 seconds left to go in this third quarter. Satterwhite brings his team to the line. He's in the shotgun, two receivers to the near side. Takes the snap, he's gonna fake the handoff. Now he's gonna roll to his right, looking downfield. He has a receiver and the ball is dropped. Oh, oh now there's a flag. Oh. The pass was intended for Janelle Essex. And it looks like they're going to call one of the they're Carney call defenders. Luke Nolan on, on pass interference. And I'm telling you, there was no more pass interference there than there was on the play that I saw down here a while back. But you know what? It's a little bit of a judgment call. Uh, these refs do a good job. I'm not going to make a big thing about it. But my goodness, that was so well defended. So well defended. I just, uh, I didn't, I didn't see anything there that. I thought that the ball was already being it, tipped uh, I, I when, the, when the contact happened. Yes but we'll see where they're going to mark the ball down. They are going to call pass interference against Carney. Yeah. Those and things happen. that uh, stops the clock at 16 seconds left to go. That'll bring the ball out to about the 46, well, call it the 47-yard line. This Just is across midfield. Right. And this is the kind of play, Jim, that these uh, the Carney Bulldog defense has to put behind them. They knew that was a clean play. All they got to do is keep doing more of it. Put it behind you. Forget about it. Go to the next play. Satterwhite takes the snap, and he's going to hand it off. And that play will pick up about three yards. And once again, that's going to be more. More was all bottled up. I mean, I saw number 67 jump out of there. Cade Dunlap did a terrific job. He was one of two or three guys in there. But Cade Dunlap jumped up, and he looks fresh. Well, that play fresh. is going to take us to the end of the third quarter. As we go to the fourth quarter, your Carney Bulldogs lead the Winnetonka Griffins 27-26. to 26. One quarter determines who advances. You're listening to the Bulldog Radio Network. Oak Point Assisted Living and Memory Care. What else would you expect? After all, you're home. When I looked into an assisted living facility, I was immediately attracted to Oak Point's amenities. I get three delicious meals daily in restaurant-style dining areas and a trained staff on site. To set up a tour or learn more information, please contact Tara at 816-628-0075 or visit the website at provisionliving.com. As we begin the fourth quarter, 27 to 26, your Kearney Bulldogs have the lead, but the Griffins have the ball. Second and we'll call it eight. Ball rests at the 45-yard line. Griffins are now leading or moving right to left. This is their final quarter of play in this stadium ever. Satterwhite looks to throw, throws to the near side. That pass is complete. It's complete to Rogers. Good job. Rogers is going to be brought down at the 40-yard line. By Dawson Minert. Nice job by Minert over here on the near side, playing cornerback for us, and he's a good athlete. He's able to, to get in here and uh, make a tackle and playing for his team on both sides of the ball. These are the nights, these are the games that you got to have your players 
all of your athletes out on the field, whether it's offense or defense, you put your best guys on the field to get the win. Forward progress, they're going to give him the 39-yard line. That's going to bring up about a third and two. 11.26, clock continues to run. Satter White has two receivers split to the far side. He takes the snap, tosses back to Moore. Moore's going to run off the left side. He's going to have quite a few yards, plenty for the first down before he's pushed out of bounds at about the 26-yard line. I saw some holding going on there, Jim, and if I were an official, I would throw a flag on the defense of uh, these, uh, sorry, the offense. I was trying to see where the spot is on the offense of Winnetonka. Doesn't matter now, they didn't throw the flag, but. Uh, and check the spot, they're gonna say that he was actually brought down at the 28 yard line, but it is enough for a first down, 11 right. minutes but, but left you, to go in the ball game. You, you see those kind of things happen and uh, it happens all about throughout football, but. Satterwhite looks to his sideline for play clarification. Now he takes the snap. He rolls to his right. He has a receiver, but immediately oh, brought down. Yeah. Nice open field tackle. Luke Nolan did a nice job. A tackle on the run and just absolutely drilled the receiver and pulled him down. Wrapped him up just like we talked about. No arm tackle there. That was Joe Thomas with the reception. He was brought down at about the 23-yard line. Nice play fake there by uh, Satterwhite, by the way, over there on that far side as he was able to fake the handoff and roll right. They're going to give him the 22-yard line, second and four. Satterwhite has one receiver to the near side, one to the far. He drops back, looking to his left, throwing to his left, has a receiver in the end zone, overthrows, intended for Julian Rogers. And he had Julian Rogers open in the end zone, but he overthrew him. And Minert was on the coverage there, Jim. He was stride for stride on that man-to-man -man coverage over here in the end zone. Uh, the ball was not thrown you know, well enough to be caught, but if it was anywhere near, I think Minert was there to be able to make the play. And nice, nice job coverage there by uh, Dawson Minor. Satterwhite did a good job of making sure that the only person who was going to get that ball was going to be his receiver, but he did overthrow his receiver. Lots of athletes out here tonight. You can see why these teams have had, uh, you know, pretty good seasons and lots of talent here. Probably in four-down territory, but this is a third and four. There's a hand, our Satterwhite's going to keep it himself, but he's going to move forward maybe two yards. Good defensive stand sure by the Carney Bulldogs. He'll move forward to the 20-yard line, but it's going to bring up a fourth and two, and this is crucial. 9.42 left to go. In the ball game, clock continues to run. And uh, this fourth and uh, what, Jim, fourth and three? Looks like fourth and two. The ball rests right on the 20. First down would be the 18. Now, so, here's mm -hmm. where you have to be careful. The Ox is trying to get the play in. Satterwhite looks confused. Make, make but here's the thing. They don't know what, how much time's left they're, on the play clock. And they're going to take a timeout. Good, good decision by the Griffins because you don't know how much time's left on the play clock. And a penalty of five yards would really make a difference between four and two and four and seven. It sure would. Satterwhite was a little upset with his coach there, and I, I guess you can get away with that once or twice, but uh, he was a little impatient wanting that play call in right now. Understandable. It's, uh, you know, it's an emotional game, but uh, cool your jets, buddy. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. 
Well, that gives us a chance to ask fans when you attend a high school game, do you stand at attention during the national anthem? Do you cheer a good play by the opposing team? If your team loses, do you take it well and in stride? If you answer yes to any of those questions, you're showing positive examples of sportsmanship. Don't forget that when you attend high school sports events, your eyes, young eyes are watching for examples of acceptable behavior. This message is brought to you by your friends at the Missouri State High School Activities Association and the Kearney School District and the Bulldog Radio Network. Satterwhite stands in the shotgun, takes the snap, tosses back, more, more running room up the middle. He does have a first down. He continues to drive forward, and he's going to get all the way to the 10-yard line, and a penalty flag comes down late. Let's check the penalty. Yeah, the Bulldogs pointing, are pointing, pointing back sure at are. the Griffins, and the Griffins are actually acting like the Bulldogs might be right. Uh. Well, now the Griffins are pointing at the Bulldogs. It's Julian it's a dead Rogers. Ball foul, that personal was, foul, and it is against the Bulldogs. Uh, that is painful. That's a personal uh, foul against the Bulldogs. See, we talk about composure. We just talked about it a minute ago with Satterwhite, and now we got to talk about it for the Kearney Bulldogs. You have to keep your composure. It's part of being a football player, and it's tough. It is tough at a time like this. It's a one-point game. 27 to 26. Bulldogs lead. 9:05 to go in the fourth quarter. But you got to keep your cool. Keep your head about you. That penalty moves the ball to the five-yard line. It's going to be first and goal from the five. 9.02 left to go in the ball game. Clock continues to run. Satterwhite, handoff to Moore. Moore off to the left side, and he just strolls. Looks like into the end zone. Let's see. They haven't called it yet, and now they call a touchdown. The Bulldogs have the ball in the end zone. But I think he'd already crossed the goal line for a touchdown. I think he did drop the ball, but he was already in the end zone. Well, I don't think I'm going to see their kicker trotted out here, Jim. Do you? Well, it's 32 to 27, so that's going to be five. Six really doesn't do you any. It does do you good, but Breedlove is such a solid kicker. Uh, I, I just You're correct. Satterwhite's going to go for two. and try to make it a 34 to 27 lead. And the snap goes to Satterwhite. He rolls to the right. He's in trouble. He throws across his body, has a wide open receiver for the extra point. Joe Thomas was and wide there's open. a penalty in the end zone. Now that could be huge. Joe Thomas had the ball, but he may be called for taunting. And let's see what he did. As the defender walked up to him, it looked like he put the ball right in his face. Now, we don't know what was said, if anything, between the two players. Here comes the call. And it is going to be, the extra point is going to be good. Unsportsmanlike conduct, though, against the Griffins, and they're going to assess that on the kickoff. Well, that's the exact kind of thing that happened last time, Jim, that they scored here. Or is there, it was a during, yeah, it was, was it a punt? And they were able to, um, the Carney Bulldogs were able to get the ball in Winnetonka territory on the, no, it was. It was an assessed penalty on the kickoff. And it gives the Carney Bulldogs an opportunity to start fresh right in the, on the side of the field that belongs to the Winnetonka Griffins. And in a game like this, 34 to 27, 
we've got an opportunity here to, to, to with 8.50 to go, to score at least two more times. And you can't give your opponent that opportunity when you're playing this close. And again, I think uh, you, you just, and, and it's coaching. Uh, the, the coaches have to tell, both, both, both coaches, both sides, keep your composure because one, one personal foul can, can get you, can lose the game for you. And I just see this thing starting to get away from them if they're not careful from e either one of these teams. The penalty is going to make the kickoff happen from the 25-yard line. That means that Joe Marshall will be standing at about the 20. And once again, Landon Hinkle will be your kicker. The kick is oh. a squib kick, a line drive, and it's brought in at the 45-yard line. Great field position, but it's brought in by Tuck number four, Chucky Studer. Studi, and that was a line drive right to it. I know Tucker Studi looked like a, a, a shortstop. I mean, the way he caught that ball and just then pretty much fell on it. But uh, I, I like the field position. Uh, see, here we are, 45-yard line. This is going to be a huge offensive stand or possession for the Kearney Bulldogs. 8.50 left to go in the ball game. They have first down at the 45-yard line. This is what I'm talking about. When you're talk up about, by yes. seven. Now, what you want to do, or I'm sorry, you're down by seven, but what you want to do is burn off some clock. You want to burn off some clock, but the other thing is when you get down there, and we'll deal with this if, right. when we get to that point, do you go for two or one? Two gives you the win, one the tie. There's a handoff that's Borchard. Borchard's up the middle. Ooh, he breaks nice through the line. Run. Almost had some running room, sure but he was brought down at about the, uh, call it the 37-yard line, 38-yard line now. Yeah. And it's going to be a good seven-yard run, though, oh, on first boy. down. Nice job. Nice blocking up front, too. And the timing looked good on that. The blockers, the timing that it didn't look like that Borchard had to run into the backs of any of his offensive linemen. They were out front knocking people down for him. Clock continues to run, 8.15 left to go in this ball game. Winner advances, the loser goes home, season over. Miner has Frakes in motion. He takes the snap from under center, fakes the handoff. Now he's under pressure, he's gonna roll to There's his left. He's well under pressure. He tries okay. to cut up field, and he's brought down out of bounds. Okay, we're gonna, he we're should gonna, have just thrown it away, but we're there's a some, flag. Yeah, some pass interference. I was watching it over here, and number 11, Essex, was pushing and grabbing all over Carson Frakes. And, I mean, they didn't mess in. They didn't mess, waste any time throwing that flag. This is going to be a pass interference. Well, the funny thing is, it looks like, have they picked the flag up? They did. you got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. Because now it is third and ten. It oh looks like they picked gosh. the flag up. It, Brian, our producer, is shaking his head yes. He saw the same thing I did. And, I, and how, that, how that flag was picked up, I'll never know. That penalty or lack thereof is now huge. That probably would have given the Bulldogs a first down. It would have. Instead, it's third and ten. Acosta's in motion. Miner drops back to pass, looking downfield. And overthrows Frakes. Well, a, a nice job uh, right there by Essex, who, who's uh, you know playing a, a cornerback position on that man-to-man -man coverage. I mean, he's an athlete. There's no getting around it. 
He's playing against a really good, really talented receiver in Carson Frakes. But um, this oh, is a huge decision it, it for the Bulldogs. It, it it's fourth is. and ten with four or seven forty-six left to go in the ball game. It looks like they're going to go for it. They come to the line. Miner is going to be in the shotgun. Three receivers to the near side, one to the far. Miner takes the snap, drops back. He's under pressure. Rolls to his right, looking for a receiver. Throws, and that ball is they caught. caught. They're going to say it's caught. But it's right at the marker. It's at the 35-yard line. The marker's at the 35-yard line. And they're trying to see if they made it. They're probably going to have to measure. And this yep. is going to be huge. Oh, my gosh. The ball is – so the, the official marker is on the far side of the field. The ball was marked down on the near side. The ball is marked just short of the 35-yard line. The yard marker – on the far side of the field was just short of the 35-yard line. The field markers are going to run all the way across the field. And this is going to be huge. This, this will a, make a huge difference. Yep, a game of inches right here. Oh, and it looks like they're going to be short by about six inches, and Griffins will take over on downs. That ball was uh, was thrown under a duress, no doubt about it. And uh, the fact that, uh, and I didn't see who caught the ball. I'm thinking it might have been Frakes. But uh, that that ball was uh, was as well thrown as it could have been in, in heavy, hev under heavy pressure and in heavy, heavy coverage by the receiver. And the fact that it was even caught in bounds was remarkable to me. So, oh, let's see, I've watched him put that spot, that ball next to the down marker. We're talking about, okay, maybe four to six inches that absolutely, that was the difference in the first first down or, or the uh, change of possession. Uh, it's brutal, Jim. Keep in mind the non-call on the pass interference that you I, saw I, earlier. I, I know, I know. So uh, where we stand now, the ball rests at the 35-yard line, just short. First and 10 with 7.36 left to go for the Griffins. Satterwhite has two receivers split to the far side. High snap, he's gonna toss it to Moore. Moore to the near side. Has a little bit of running room. He'll pick up about five yards before he's brought down. Looks like Carson or uh, John Timchik was in on the tackle. I like the stadium announcers optimism as he says it's second and five for the Bulldogs but it's actually <laughs> second and five for the Griffins yeah, we, we all make a couple of mistakes in these games I don't know what you mean the ball rests <laughs> at the 41 yard line words are hard for us words and math clock continues to run 658 left to go in this ball game Satterwhite facing a second and five two receivers split to the far side turns around says something to Moore takes the snap hands off fakes a handoff now he's going to run to the right he's going to pick up about four yards he's going to be about a yard short but it's going to bring up a third and one the Carney Bulldogs is has become much better at stopping this sure Satterwhite more offense yes. but still 
they're able to do two things here. One, they're clicking off four or five yards a run. Right. And number two, and maybe more importantly right now, is the they're really running that clock down. No doubt about it. Yeah, I'm seeing so that. So we have to, yeah, we have to prevent a score oh, yeah. and get the ball back. Right. And uh, and I think Winnetonka is going to their strength here, and that's the run. And the run, run, it's not even an option. It's just flat run the ball, and just it's a question of who gets it. Satterwhite takes the snap. Once again, handoff to Moore. Once again, Moore to the right side. He gets past one tackle. Oh, that was, that was a Moore big. right in front of us who just came to a complete stop. He put the brakes on, and the uh, tackler just went right by him. I mean, it was just a whiff. There's no other way to say it. Anybody, let's, let's try the golf metaphor again. Anybody's tried to hit a golf ball and missed it completely? You know how that feels? That's what this looked like. Oh, my gosh. Moore is a mover. So the player behind him missed. Then he stopped. The yeah. player in front of him missed. It, that, that was just unbelievable. And that brings up a first down at midfield. Satterwhite changes the play with his receivers, move his, moves his receivers around. 5.55 left to go in the ball game. He drops back, looks to his right, throws to his right. That ball is complete. That's going to be about a 13-yard pickup on first down. That's going to be another first down for the Griffins, and they're on the move. That pass was completed to Julian Rogers. That's going to move the ball to the 37-yard line. Yeah, you string together a few nice running plays like that, and, uh, and and you get, you know, it sets you up for a really nice passing down. So that brings up another first down. Satterwhite stands in the shotgun, one receiver to each side, looks to his left, throws to his left. That ball is complete, and with some running room down the sideline. Again, it's going to be Essex. He's brought down by Joe Marshall, and Joe Marshall saved a touchdown on sure the sideline. And I mean, just Joe Marshall's been—he's just been doing a great job all night long. But with that, was another 10-yard pickup, and that's going to be another first down for the Griffins. 5:07. He didn't get out of bounds, so the clock continues to run as we go under five minutes. Griffins are actually starting to slow down a little bit. You can tell yeah. clock management. Yep, smart move. Obviously, one more score would make a two-possession game for the Bulldogs. There's a handoff up the middle to Moore. He's going to pick up maybe two yards. He'll move the ball forward to about the 25-yard line. You know, Moore is a senior. you, you got to wonder, a guy that's that 5'8 and 195, I mean, he's got definitely a small college potential. And when I look at the size of him, I mean, there may be some, some mid-sized schools that are looking at a guy like him. You know, you, you see him put weight on a guy like that, and all of a sudden you got yourself a star running back, uh, even even in the MAC or some of the some of the mid-sized conferences, you know, that he's got some opportunities, I'm sure, in college. Ball rests at the 25-yard line, two receivers to the far side. Satterwhite takes the snap. He's going to keep it himself. He's going to run off tackle to the left side. He spins around out of one and spins out of another, but he's brought down by number 34 on the tackle, and that's going to be Darren Langford. And it looks like we have a timeout that's going to be taken by the Bulldogs. Coach Gray wants to save some clock. We'll step away for just a second. 34 to 27, the Griffins lead. They have the ball. They're on the move. Third and eight. You're listening to the Bulldog Radio Network. 
Kearney Chamber of Commerce wants to thank you for supporting our local businesses. Kearney's friendly and authentic small town atmosphere is created by our people and our distinctive shops, restaurants, and services. Shop local, eat local, enjoy local. It takes you to start the trend. Support the local businesses who support the area where you live, work, and play. This message sponsored by the Kearney Chamber of Commerce. This is going to be coming up on two crucial plays for your Kearney Bulldogs. Third and eight for the Winnetonka Griffins. Ball rests at the 24-yard line. 3.54 left to go in the ball game. Second round district play. Winner advances. Smithville has already won their game 42 to nothing over Lafayette. They will play the winner of tonight's game. Satterwhite in the shotgun. He takes the snap. He's going to hand off to Moore. Moore looks for room. He's got it on the left side. He's going to move forward to just past the 20-yard line. Darren Langford on the tackle there did a real nice job, Jim, of just wrapping up more, which is not an easy thing to do. So this is going to bring up a fourth and three. Call it a fourth and a long two. as the clock continues to roll. This will probably be your biggest play of the game defensively for the Kearney Bulldogs. And it looks like what the Griffins are going to do is they're going to run the play all the way, or the clock all the way down. They're conferring with the officials. There is no play clock, and they do call a timeout. And they'll have 3.05 left to go and a fourth and two. So this will end up being the play of the game defensively for the Kearney Bulldogs. 34 to 27, 305 to go on the game here. Fourth and two of the ball on the 19. Both teams taking a, they're over there speaking to their coaches because this is a critical, critical down for both teams. Uh, it's been a well-played ball game by and large by both teams. Uh, lots of passion, no doubt about it. Uh, you love it when you see this level of competition, these kids Everybody is just playing their hearts out and uh, makes Friday nights a lot of fun, no doubt about it. Don't forget the Legendary Lawn Care is your one-stop lawn equipment center with over 40 years of experience. Their technicians and service makes all, they work on all makes and models of lawn equipment, 4853 Southeast PP Highway in Holt, 816-320-3878. And don't forget to look for their special coupon on 1027carnimo.com slash coupons. Fourth and two. 3.05 left to go in the ball game. The Griffins are up 34 to 27. Satterwhite is in the shotgun. Moore stands behind him. Satterwhite takes it, a toss back to Moore. Moore runs left off tackle. And there is, it looks like he's picked up about two that's, yards, but there is that, a penalty flag down, I'm and that is you, in the area of that, holding. That's what I've been seeing, Jim, and finally that. And it yep, is a hold against yes, the Griffins. Yes, it is. That's what I've been seeing happening as the Kearney Bulldogs have played tougher and tougher and faster and faster on the snap on defense. Uh, I've seen uh, quite a bit of holding going on down there. Kearney is fast oh. off the football. On the pickup, it looked like he was, let's see where they marked the ball. 
there's some discussion of whether or not he made the first down. And uh, Coach Gray wants to know, he's, uh, he's out there, uh, I don't know, four or five yards on the field, and he, he's got some questions. So they are going to move. So we're going to assume they, were, they did pick up first down yardage. They're going to move the ball back to, it's going to be at about the, looks like they're going to put it down at the 32-yard line. So now it will be fourth and 14. Right. This is right. vastly different this than changes, what it was. Changes everything, doesn't it? Huge play. Three minutes left to go in the ball game. Bulldogs need to make a stand. Fourth down. Satterwhite in the shotgun. Cowbell. Cowbell. Satterwhite rolls to his right. He's being pursued. He throws off his back foot into the end zone. The ball is tipped and incomplete. And all oh Bulldogs are going to click over on downs, and there are no flags. 42, K.J. Smith, and number six, Braxton Breedlove, chased down Javon Satterwhite as he was rolling to his right and put a lick on him the minute he released that football. The ball was thrown high, and it looked to me like number 13, uh, our guy, number 13, Joe Marshall, who's been playing so well all over the field on defense tonight, was able to, to uh, get his hands on the ball and uh, pop it uh, back over to the ground. On He just knocked it down in the end zone. So uh, a beautiful defensive stand by the Kearney Bulldogs just then. So the Kearney Bulldogs will take over on downs. They'll have first down at the 32-yard line. They have 68 yards to go, 242 left to do it. They trail 34 to 27. The Bulldogs have two timeouts left. The Griffins have one. Minert is in the shotgun. Three receivers split to the far side, one to the near. They're moving left to right. He takes the snap, throws, quick throw. Oh. Throws to Acosta, throws behind him, and Acosta had not turned around. That ball is going to drop incomplete. I don't know if Minert was under pressure then or if uh, the ball was just... It, just didn't get there. I think Beinert threw the route just a little quick. All three receivers stopped and turned around, but they all three did it at the same time. Mm -hmm. But the ball was already on the ground, so I don't know if the timing was off or maybe Minert saw something that made him get rid of the ball soon. 2.40 left to go. Clock stops on the incompletion. Three receivers once again to the far side. One to the near. Minert in the shotgun. He takes the snap, drops back, looking to his left he throws that pass intended for a flag. and that is yep. got to be pass interference yep. and it is Essex is uh, I mean he's been getting away with some pretty tight man-to-man -man coverage and a couple of times if we saw one that where that that flag should have been thrown in fact one was picked up and uh, again I mean this is a these are critical critical moments uh, we're, we're nearing the two-minute mark of a very close ball game, 34 to 27, Winnetonka leads, but the Kearney Bulldogs just gained a bunch of yards thanks to a pass interference penalty. That's going to move the ball to the 48-yard line. 2:35 left to go in the ball game, and that's a first down for Kearney. And remember the momentum that Kearney had on their two-minute offense at the end of the first half, Jim. And they have 2:35 to work with here. Minard in the shotgun, takes the snap, looks to his left. He's under pressure. He goes up the middle. There's a flag. He's going to be brought down at about the 45-yard line. That is in the area of holding, and that's probably going to be against the Bulldogs. Let's take a look at the penalty here. And, in fact, it is holding against the Bulldogs. 
So that was a broken play. Miner went through his progression, couldn't find an open receiver. Well, you want and to protect. He was under pressure, and he tried to run up the middle, and that's where the hold happened. Exactly. You want to protect your quarterback, though, and I think that's what happened uh, as Miner was trying to scramble, at least get up a little further so he could, you know, jump out of the pocket enough to make the pass. And uh, man, those big guys are just trying to help him. But boy, oh boy, that great big gain. Now it's a first and very long, but it's still first down and we still have possession. The problem is it was a hold and it was 10 yards from the spot of the foul, which was well behind the original line of scrimmage. So the ball now rests at the 31 yard line. They're gonna do a quick handoff up the middle and that goes nowhere. That's gonna go to KJ Smith, but he's dropped for a loss. And that's gonna bring up a second down. It's second and 28. Ball rests at the 30-yard line. 2.02, clock continues to run. Three receivers split to the far side. Frakes is to the near side. Miner takes the snap. He's going to roll to his left. Throws. Acosta has the ball. He's going to pick it up. He's going to dive forward to about the 42-yard line. He's still in bounds. The Bulldogs are going to take a timeout. He didn't, he tried to get out of bounds, but he fell down just short. He was down at the 37 yard line, looks like, and it's in, It's still gonna be third. And let's call it 23. It's a long way, isn't it? Well, uh, it's, uh, this Carney Bulldog offense has, uh, believe me, their playbook is filled with plays that, uh, that they can convert this into a first down. I know, I've seen them all year long. Well, there's no doubt too, it is four down territory. Right. Regardless of where you are, you need possession of this football. Now, you, you don't have to get the first down on this play. In other words, you don't have to send everybody deep. And in a deep route, takes longer to develop I'm inclined to you know get as much yardage as you can this is where I'd like to see number 87 Zach Grace on one of those and he's coming over here to the near side and uh, but he split out wide yeah you've got Zach Grace you've got Frakes you've got KJ Smith split to the near side minor throws he's got Acosta Acosta's across midfield he's at the 45 he's still driving and he's going to be brought down at the 46-yard line. He's going to be short of the first down, but they picked up exactly. a huge chunk. And did you see what they did? They they lined up three wide over here on the near side, and they went to the weak side over here and hit Minert, and Minert had enough. He was made a great catch and was able to get some yards after the catch and get us on fourth and about two. This is your ball game, folks, fourth and two, and now a timeout is called by the Griffins. That'll be their final timeout of the ball game 112 left to go we'll stay right here i know we owe our station affiliates a station break we'll catch that up as we head to the end of the game I'd like to remind you that tonight's broadcast is brought to you by the broad bulldog broad radio network <laughs> and the prime broadcast group you guys have too many words in this stuff any broadcast retransmission or redistribution of tonight's game without the strict and express written consent of the Bulldog Radio Network and the Prime Broadcast Group is strictly 
prohibited. What Here's would, where we are. What would we do to them, Jim, if we if they did try to rebroadcast? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those legal things. They say, read this. You were saying. Here's where we are, folks. This is going to be the ball game. It's fourth and two. There's one minute, 12 seconds left. The Bulldogs trail 34-27. The ball rests at the 44-yard line. First down would be the 42-yard line. The Griffins have no timeouts left. The Bulldogs have two timeouts left, but that will almost become irrelevant here shortly. Don't forget you have Zach Grace in your repertoire. Yeah, Franks is, Franks is split off to the near side. And there there's a flag, and that might be jumping offside. Let's see, make sure that they don't call a false start. It is offside. That's, that's nice first down. snap count, minor. That's and he caught the Griffins, oh. and that is a first down. That is there. See, these are the kind of plays, Jim. You go with that hard snap count. That's in the playbook, man. It's not a lot of X's and O's. It's just somebody who knows their cadence and just fools the other team into jumping offside. Beautiful job. And that's an easy way to make the first down. And man, oh man, that is huge for the Kearney Bulldogs. Ball now rests at the 39-yard line. 112 left to go. It is a first down. Three receivers split to the near side. One to the far. Miner rolls. Rolls to his right. He's being pursued. He's going to throw. Nope, he's going to keep it, and he's going to run out of bounds. He probably should have thrown it away because he actually ran out of bounds. He did stop the clock, but he lost a yard. It looked like they were going to move the down marker, so he may have. Yeah, no, no, no. They're moving back. Oof. Yeah. Yeah, the ball's going to rest now at the 41-yard line. He, dry, he lost about two yards. He should have just thrown the ball away. It would have been an incompletion. It still would have stopped the clock, but you wouldn't have lost the two yards. All right. So that will bring up second and 12. 104 left to go in the ballgame. Minert in the shotgun. Takes the snap. Looking to throw under pressure. Throws to the near side. That ball was incomplete. It was intended for Frakes. That was a safety blitz. Number two, um, that's Hunter Martin. He's a junior, six feet, 175, and came in. And I think I saw the coach signaling for him to go ahead with the safety blitz over here on the sideline. He was waving him in, basically like a baseball coach, having you around second. And he did, and he messed up that play. He messed up Minert's timing. Looks like Hunter Martin may have been injured on that play. He comes out. He's on the near sideline. They're looking at his hand. 58 seconds left to go, 34 to 27. Minor takes the snap, fakes a handoff to Smith, rolls to his left, throws a ball, way overthrows Frakes. He was in uh, trouble. He was being pursued, and he was being chased by Joe Thomas. Uh, I, I got to hand it to uh, the defense here, the Winnetonka Griffins. They're doing a nice job of rushing uh, guys who, who are really putting a lot of pressure on Minert, and still they've got decent uh, zone coverage back here on defense, and the guys are uh, are well covered. I think that's what's causing Minert to you know, run around and scramble out of the pocket here these last three or four downs. So once again, this is going to be your ball game. This is fourth this time instead of fourth and two. 
It's fourth and 12, 53 seconds left. An offside will not get you the first down this time. Here's the snap. Miner drops back to pass. He's looking downfield. He throws. He's got an open man. That is Acosta. And Acosta picks up a first down and runs out of bounds. It looks like they're going to mark him out. Crossing pattern by Acosta. Jim all the way across the field. And Miner threw that ball across his chest and hit him. Beautiful. Acosta was wide open over there and was able to get a few yards after the catch for the first down. That puts the ball at the 25-yard line. 45, 46 seconds left to go. The ball stops as Acosta was able to run out of bounds. First down. Two receivers split to the near side. Miner takes the snap. He's going to roll to his right. He throws. There's Acosta again, and Acosta's going to be brought down. The clock will continue to run. He's going to be forced out of bounds at call it the 23-yard line. And it looks like the Bulldogs are going to take another timeout. That'll leave them with one. So now you're going to be looking at a second and eight. 35 seconds left to go in the ballgame. And what started off as a Griffin's controlled game has now turned into a nail biter here to the end. This is gonna go down to the final seconds. A couple of really good teams out there tonight, Jim. And uh, it's, it's just great to see this level of talent uh, in, in a class four. And it just, it just shows you the, uh, I mean, the, these programs uh, of these, even, even these smaller programs have, have kids that come up through uh, from, from age 10 on up that are, that are playing football as, as young kids. They, the safety is, is stressed as, as the most important thing. Uh, but these kids are learning to play this game, which has changed fundamentally over the years. Football has turned into a, a, a passing kind of game, and, uh, and you've got to be fast, and you've got to be able to throw the football, but you've also got to be very smart, and you've got to know how to execute your plays. And that's what's happening here tonight. We're seeing some really, really good, well-executed ex plays by both teams. Ball rests at the 29-yard line. Second down, nine to go. Miner takes the snap. He's going to roll to his left. He's looking downfield. Throws deep into the end zone. There's Acosta. Acosta comes down. No, he drops it in the end zone. Acosta looked like he might have had it, but we got a flag, and the flag is at the 22-yard line. That kind of is in the area of a hold. And it is against the Bulldogs. So that Bulldog, that penalty is going to cost the Bulldogs. Let's see where the ball gets placed. They're discussing it with the coaching staff. And let's see what the official call is. Ineligible receiver downfield against the Bulldogs. And it's going to be, so they'll play second down. It'll be second and 14. I'll tell you, uh, Minard had no trouble throwing that ball all the way down there into the far corner of the end zone. 
Miner takes the snap, drops back, looking for Acosta. He rolls, looking again, throwing way downfield. Once again, that's Acosta. Acosta cuts back. Oh, my goodness. And he catches the ball at the one-yard line. Oh, And they're going to stop the clock with 16 seconds left to go. Beautiful job by Acosta to come back and get the ball to help his quarterback out a little bit. And we are threatening to score. So it's first down with 16 seconds left to go. Miner just yeah, drops the ball, and he wants to stop the clock yeah, so they can yeah. talk about it for a I minute. Think they do idea. have one timeout left, 12 seconds left to but, go. But I think there was a little uh, disorganization there on the play call. Uh, I mean, some kind of play. Uh, right, it's just unbelievable, Jim. Well, hang this, on. There is a penalty flag on the, oh, on the goodness. ground. And it's a sideline infraction against the Bulldogs. Oh, goodness. Uh, I don't know if that really, it's second and one still from the goal. That really isn't going to affect much. 12 seconds left to go. Minert shifts around his players. He's under center. He's not in the shotgun. Takes the snap, hands off. That's Borchard. Borchard up the middle. And it's a touchdown. Oh, yes. The Carney Bulldogs have scored a touchdown with seven seconds left. Unreal. On a one-yard play. We are looking at 34-33 to 33 right now before the extra point or points, as that may be. And a beautiful job. And, I mean, we put our power running back in there, Caden Borchard, and a great job up front of all of these guys. And, yeah, we're going to go for one. They're just going to take the one. They're going to tie the game and yep. try to force get, overtime, get overtime as opposed to go for two and the win. And the kick is up. We're, we're tied and up. It is good. We're tied up. And we are tied with seven seconds left to go. 34 to 34 right here, big night. This is a big class four district game right here between two very solid football programs. The Kearney Bulldogs and Winnetonka Griffins. And the Kearney Bulldogs in a very, very awesome come from behind. I mean, just a beautiful job of, of, of really getting their act together after a kind of a sleepy, sleepy first quarter start. And uh, this is a uh, a brand new, about to be a brand new quarter. We'll see. We still seven seconds to go before anybody gets starts talking about overtime. But it seems uh, fairly obvious to anybody with a couple of eyeballs the way these two teams are playing is likely, unless something something big happens here, a run, big run back, or whatever. Uh, pretty good chance we're going to be in overtime here in a minute. So I ask you this question. With seven seconds left, do you kick it through the end zone and give them a chance offensively, or do you squib kick it, try to make them pick up the ball? They could drop it. And get get could, possession. You could get a possession. Uh, I tell you, the way these coaches have been playing tonight and, the, and the, some of the plays we've seen, I wouldn't put it past them to, to try something onside or uh, or squib style. But we'll see what happens here. There we go. Here comes the kick. And Breedlove is going to kick it deep. It's going to be brought in at the two-yard line. They're going to bring it out. And stumbling and falling forward and then going out of bounds, that's going to be number four, Julian Rogers. Rogers was knocked out of bounds by 
Looked like number 34, I think that. It looked to me like that was Langford. That took another few seconds off the clock. Yep. We now have three seconds left. So this will be the final play of the game. The ball will be placed about the 21-yard line. Oh, man. And you'll see the Bulldogs go into a prevent defense. Did you have any idea you were going to see a game like this tonight, Jim? No. I didn't either. I had no idea what to expect. I knew these two teams played each other well the last time they faced one another, but uh, I didn't expect to see this kind of back and forth and, as you say, the nail-biter nature of this one. Satterwhite stands in the shotgun. Three seconds left. He takes the snap. He drops back. He's looking down the near side, now turns and looks down the far side. He has a receiver. Oh. And that pass Essex. is dropped. Yeah. It was intended for Essex, and that is going to end good. regulation. Yeah. We're going to overtime here in North Kansas City. It's 34-34 as we head into overtime in district play. You're listening to the Bulldog Radio Network. Oak Point Assisted Living and Memory Care. What else would you expect? After all, you're home. When I looked into an assisted living facility, I was immediately attracted to Oak Point's amenities. I get three delicious meals daily in restaurant-style dining areas and a trained staff on site. To set up a tour or learn more information, please contact Tara at 816-628-0075 or visit the website at provisionliving.com. Scott Accounting and Tax provides our clients with quality accounting, tax preparation, payroll, and business creation services. Small town friendliness, big town expertise. We make it our business to know your business inside and out. You can trust Scott Accounting and Tax to get your taxes done quickly, correctly, and on time. Appointments now accepted by calling 816-352-3320. That's Scott Accounting and Tax at 816-352-3320. More reliable power means more of what you love. You expect your lights and appliances to turn on at the flip of a switch, and so does Platte Clay Electric Cooperative. That's why Platte Clay is working hard to make power more reliable in the Northland. We exist for one purpose, to empower communities and energize life with safe and reliable energy. To learn more about their plan to reduce outages across the Northland, visit www.pcec.coop forward slash reliability. Platte Clay Electric Cooperative. Injuries can happen anywhere playing sports, or playing with your kids or grandkids. Hi, I'm Dr. Mark Strathland with the Kearney Family Chiropractic Center, and I've been practicing chiropractic health in Kearney for over 22 years. When you come to see me, I identify what's wrong and determine if I can help you. If I can, I create your personalized plan for relief. When you have pain, you can make an appointment by calling 816-628-6738. Kearney Family Chiropractic Center. Heal yourself. Heal yourself. 